Hey, it's Liam Horn, and you're watching CMS TV. You did it to me again, not once, but twice. I thought you, I thought maybe that was you pulling her away. Oh, even Charlie Cat got spooked on that one. <laughs> you have to watch this thing, um, Count. You definitely have to check this this Ophelia movie out. I'm not, and I mean, I think you guys know. I, I mean, sometimes I'll be nice to the to the guest to be nice to the guest. This is one I don't have to be nice to. That movie rules. It's it's an excellent excellent watch. So I, don't I suggest like nice either. Yeah. Well, and this it's only twenty minutes too. So that's the oh, that, that frees you up to do other things. That's right. Watch it for a couple minutes and then go off to bite somebody in the neck. I watched a uh, similar style movie last night. Hardcore Henry. Hardcore Henry. Tubi. Watch it on Tubi. It was that same. You know. Running with the, the, you feel like it's you in the movie running okay. everywhere. Right. It starts off in a Russian laboratory. A uh, guy wakes up, realizes he's, he's part uh, machine, part man. And the story unfolds from there. He, he has no memory and, uh, and it starts to come back. Very hyper violent movie. I think you'd like it. Okay. I'll check it out. And I don't know about you. Are you a fan or a hater of bad, of what I call bad movies? Movies that are campy and cheap and kind of purposely that way are you a fan or no i yes of course i love movies that suck is that because <laughs> i i am i am talking with uh, my friend adam we're talking about doing like a little side podcast of just on bad movies just reviewing bad movies so now we've been throwing each other like uh, recommendations back and forth and there are so many. He threw me one last night called Nazi Shark. <laughs> Nazi Shark. Mm. What the hell could that even be about? <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe uh, Hitler back in uh, World War II trained sharks to be Nazis. Maybe. <laughs> maybe they, they were. They've, they've done other things. You know, they, uh, they've trained dolphins with explosives. Yeah, that's true. It could be. I don't know. I'm I'm looking forward to that one. Like I was saying earlier, I watched a movie over the weekend called Llamageddon about <laughs> llamas that came back from space to kill this family on a farm. <laughs> I love killing families. I'll bet you do. <laughs> so who did you get to kill this weekend there, Count? Did you did you get to do any killing while you were out um watching your buddy Eric play guitar? Uh, I no, honestly, I, I I left there just unfulfilled. I guess you'd say in the blood department. It just it wasn't anybody there who was interested in uh, sucking off, you know. <laughs> Which, by the way, you know, I was on uh, Reddit and uh, I uh, subscribed to a, a prison a prison uh, forum. Okay. And I just like to see stories and such in there. Okay. And uh, one of the stories that I saw was that a apparently 
there somebody asked uh what's the worst person that you've seen in there okay and they described uh a guy that would knock you out and then suck your dick oh my god <laughs> jesus I was, christ i couldn't believe it i was like this guy is my kind of guy <laughs> you know, knocks you out and sucks your dick i couldn't believe it when i read it but apparently that happens there that was the worst guy they had now this is in what now what is this forum? Is it store is it like from prisoners or is it in prison? People in prison uh, that can you post know people on. that uh, former inmates and such. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> was this a maximum security prison or a uh, minimum security? No, I was just reading some of the comments and, and everything, but apparently okay. that, that had come up a few times where where like knocking you out and sucking your dick is something that happens. It's like on a common wow. occurrence. I, I know. I've never been uh, incarcerated in such a place to know. <laughs> but, uh, that's crazy, right? That's a little nutty. That's a nutty either way. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Take the, so do they suck them completely off? I don't even know. It's like I didn't know you could get your dick hard when you're knocked out. But, hey, it's like a sleep boner maybe. Maybe. Some morning wood well, you type get erections in your sleep, so maybe if yeah, somebody's doing it enough, you could get it going. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's beyond. You would think I would know, but I. Yeah, what have you, what have you been doing? You're not doing your job. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think I oh I go for up here. <laughs> so gigs. Were your gigs okay or the gigs that you saw? It was Von Gig. Von Gig. uh, Next gig, November 10th, uh, with Steven Adler, drummer from Guns N' Roses. There's blood on their album cover. That's right. Delicious. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Well, dude, since we're talking about filmmakers today... We're going to be talking in a little bit with uh, Simon Daniels, who's um, he's a singer. He's uh, probably best known for being the the latest guy from Autograph. And um, we'll play one of his videos here in a little while. We'll play it. But um, he worked with somebody that um, Eric knows, Paul Mm. Gervasi. Ah, did he do a documentary or no? A music video, music video. Oh, that's great! That's right, the autograph video. No, just a a a solo one. You want to see it? I can play it real quick. Sure. All right, check this out. This is um, this is the. It's called the outcome. It's Simon Daniels, and it's a shot by Paul Gervasi. Check this out. Ah. Got to get to that. It's pretty good, right? All right. Yeah. I like it. 
Yeah, Paul Paul did good work on the video shoot. Song's pretty cool. You know, not too bad. So, so, so. All right, well, here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a quick, very quick break. And then we'll be back with Marty Friedman right after this. It is Chris Aiken Presents. Right back here on Chris Aiken Presents. It's me, Chris Aiken, and uh, Count hey, Cracula. Oh it's, oh, it's Eric. I didn't realize it was you. I didn't know you were here. I thought it was. I thought the Count had killed you and left you in the back. No, I'm here, man. I'm here. <laughs> so tell me about the weekend, man. How were the gigs? It was good, you know. Uh, was it two or one? Two gigs. We, we had okay. like a residency, if you will. Okay, nice. Yeah. Oh, sure. These teeth are killing you, oh. aren't they? Oh, yeah. Take them out your mouth. Oh. Oh. Leaving them in. Yeah, I love them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it was a uh, great show. Uh, did two nights. <laughs> I'll get back to that. Jeez, oh. <laughs> Louise. Uh, did two nights. Um, it was a lot of fun. Um, thank you to the, uh, Cactus Pete's. Yeah. All right. Um, it was kind of middle of nowhere. It's like on the border of uh, Idaho and okay. Nevada. Right. So literally like a blip on the radar you know um but we we did it um put on two good shows and our next gig is uh november 10th with steven adler and that's going to cool. be in uh up in washington at uh, legends casino nice so you still got time to get tickets for that and that'll be a great double bill rat all the guns and roses hits hell yeah that's, that's a, a lot of good music right. hell yeah i'm curious dude what was the mood because Obviously, the news had broken by the time you guys got there about um, about Steve Riley, and I know right. you all knew him. Everybody there knew him. I know Jason was especially friendly with him. I believe, right. you know. I mean, what was was, was it kind of like holy shit? I can't believe this is happening, or what? He knew. He apparently knew the night before. Like I that woke up in the morning and had looked on the phone. Of course, like saw blabbermouth uh, yeah. about it, and he was the first guy I went to do. And as I was texting him and looking at the article it said according to jason green yeah. and i was like oh well he knows it says right here that he was the source you know sure or something so, um i was surprised and he was like yeah and uh, we weren't none of us were totally sure of what happened to him you know that but he had been sick apparently for right. a couple of weeks uh i first met uh steve riley in 2005 i had the awesome pleasure of playing on the metal blast tour which was wasp right. la gun stephen piercy and this was like the first probably big tour that I had been on. And I was at the time of my life, I have to, I have to say, because I, I loved uh, Wasp, which, of course, uh, Steve Riley was a big part of. Sure. And then at this time, he was playing in L.A. Guns, which I love L.A. Guns as well. Absolutely. And here I was getting a, you know open for both these bands and hear all the great songs every night. Uh, we would play our show and then I would go into the audience just to watch the Wasp show. Right. Sure. Uh, it did have that heavy metal experience. And uh, we, we were all on buses and a uh, great time. And I, of course, would see Steve every day. And that's uh, how I, you know, got to know him, you know, as a person. Mm -hmm. uh, and he was a great dude, always, you know, totally professional, um, great groove and drummer and yeah. you know, could, contributed a lot to our favorite mu music, heavy metal. You he know, did, so. you know, it, the saddest thing to me, I mean, there's a lot of, sad, obviously the most sad thing is that the guy passed away young when he's 67. Right. That's kind of young, especially where he was not a big boozer or junkie or any of that stuff. No, as far as I know, he wasn't, yeah. you know, but, um, 
What's the biggest bummer, I think, just as a fan looking in is, man, they spent so many of the last years of his life in court between him and Tracy and, Tracy and Phil, you know, fighting over that name and fighting over the, you know, the legality of who can release music and who can be, L- be L.A. Guns, per se. And it's like, when you see somebody die right at the back end of that, it, it really brings home, you know what? Sometimes you just got to worry about what the fuck is important. Mm. And I was like thinking, wow, this changes the whole reason possibly mm-hmm. that he was even pushing to play shows at the end. Like if he was having some business disagreement that was shelving him and he knew that he, this was it for him, he knew he possibly knew he was sick yeah. or maybe had cancer or something like that. You know, he's like, I want to go one last time. If those guys, guys aren't going to do it, then I'll mm-hmm. go do my own thing and maybe that was his motivation to go out there and do one last ride and if the business wasn't letting it happen he was going to do it himself i don't know yeah i don't know either i mean it's 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 really it's look it's a bummer when anybody dies young it just is Mm -hmm. and we you know the official thing i believe is pneumonia that's what they're saying which that could be caused by anything from cancer to a Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know to the wrong jab to everything else Mm that could cause pneumonia so you know, it's a bummer. I think I think for us, me, you, probably a lot of the people that are watching this right now, it's mm. more of a bummer because we're so close to that music. You know, right. I, I got to think that, uh, that everybody watching, every single face that's watching this right now is either a Wasp fan or an L.A. Guns fan, if not mm-hmm. both. If not both. And, you know, this guy's been a core to it for the last 40 years. Right. You know? and, and very accessible, too. Like, L.A. Mm-hmm. Guns have played all club levels and stuff like that. So where you probably met Steve Riley or yeah. got a picture taken with him at some point. Sure. So, you know, yeah. Well, I know this. I interviewed him during the pandemic for the first Riley's L.A. Guns record, I guess. The first whatever that was called. I, I think it was just called L.A. Guns at the time. But, um. But I, I mean, and I've known Steve over the years, but even over the years, and I asked him hard questions about, you know, the, the legal stuff and everything that was going on. And he could not have been more nice and more, you know, willing mm-hmm. to share his side. And he didn't need to be. I mean, he could have told me, hey, dude, piss off. It's really not your fucking business. You know, <laughs> I mean, he could have, but he was like, nah, let me just tell you. And, you know, just always was a nice guy. It's I, I hate saying it, but as we keep going, you know, I turned 55 the other day and that's the age the doctor said I would get to. So anything now is gravy to me. And I have to keep that firmly in mind. And when I see stuff like this, it, it, it's the way it's going to be going forward, man. More funerals than weddings is, I think, the phrase. But, you know, it, it, it really is sad. Kind of, it's, it's a sad time because we're getting to that age where we're starting to see our legends dropping off. And I don't know that I would call Steve Riley a legend per se, but he was in a legend. He was in legendary bands. I so, you know, and, and I mean, you just think of the last few years, Eddie Van Halen and, you know, Dimebag. I mean, that's a little older, but still Dimebag going in. You probably, got this, probably got this piece of plastic. If you wonder why I've been 
fucking had my hands in my mouth the last two minutes this is like you know when you buy like a new pair of socks and has that plastic yeah. piece holding them together mm-hmm. it was like having something like that go in between your teeth <laughs> like, is that what was it. holding those in is that yeah. what was holding them in well it's like the full wax deal you don't know what went into today man <laughs> i had to like wake up really goddamn early today to make this didn't just happen all right <laughs> well were you home in time to do this i mean are you are you riding oh. on more than two hours of sleep yeah no i was that was one cool thing i, I got home by like everything worked for me when i flew in yesterday i have to say okay. like we pulled in but it took a minute to get off the plane i was kind of in the back on this one but once i got off i took a piss and right when i came down my bag was right there and then my guitars usually take forever off the oversized thing and they showed up right away too and then nice. wally park was already there as i was walking outside that was kind of a trip because i had to run uh, a little bit to catch him which i almost that exerts me and i realized how old i'm getting because I, right. I was really goddamn out of breath when i got into that wally park fan i was like <laughs> <laughs> everybody's like what the fuck's with this guy um but uh, and then my car, I had a great parking spot to where I was the first guy to jump out of the van and get my car. Uh, right. There was really not much traffic. I was able to like zip home, so I like caught the sunset with my cats. Susan was in a good mood. She made me st- a steak dinner. Nice. Uh, so yeah, that was that that worked out well. Um, and I would also like to announce that I have TSA pre, buddy. Oh, look at you! Now you're you're officially a um. A very important airport person. Known traveler. <laughs> I'm so, a what traveler. Is, so does that get you less ball tugs from the um, TSA? And, you know, most importantly, like, I don't think there's going to be any more x-rays, man. No, Fuck that's those good. x-rays, yeah. Because I tell you how many times I go in there and they, they, something messes up. They're, oh, you got to go back in there. It's uh, ridiculous. So now it's just metal detector and they will see that I'm very metal. <laughs> it's all um, all steel <laughs> yeah. um but no it should be it should be good now the whole band has it we you know most professional bands do i was i'm just such a cheap ass i'm like fuck them i'm not giving them 80 bucks you know but like, i don't think that i don't think that at all i know what it is with you is you don't want to fucking register with the government for anything more than you have to that's right. I think it's all a grift, you know. So mm-hmm. anyways, I, I did finally pay it because I realized there is times where we're cutting it really close, getting to the airport, and that makes a difference. A TSA pre could totally make the difference you get through security, uh, you know, 10, 15 minutes earlier than everybody else. So sure. I, yep, I have it, and I, I guess they consider me to be a, a, a safe guy to have around. Look at that. You're not, you're not on the list. I have an 800 credit score, a passport. I'm a known traveler. Hey, man, I'm safe. <laughs> Come on in. Come to my house. What, now, what could go wrong? I, I'm curious what you think on this. Do you think if you had a gun, you would have still gotten approved? Oh, like a legal a- gun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know what you mean. Um, I don't. I don't know, man. I, I'd have to uh, have uh, to own something like that to to know. Sure, but I prefer to like bash somebody's brains in. You know what I mean? I, <laughs> right. I'm like sure. more of a bludgeoner, Eric the Bludgeoner. Right. So <laughs> new character. I, yeah, you'll wish I had a gun. You're like, God, <laughs> don't you have a gun around here, man? Just shoot me. <laughs> no, buddy. I'm gonna <laughs> smash your head in with this maraca. <laughs> Uh, 
<laughs> so now that you now that you have these the the fast pass or what is it called? The, it's called the TSA Pre. The TSA Trans, Pre. Trans Siberian Orchestra uh, Advanced Pass. No, yeah, there you go. I don't know what it means. I don't know what it fucking means, but I could I could skip in line now. Right. Well, and that's a good thing. But do you I, with with it now? Did you use it this weekend? No, I mean, I literally woke up today and it was, I had the email finally, which I've been looking for this email for like three and a half weeks now. Okay. So it's, it's been a, a source of stress, you know, you try to alleviate stress. These motherfuckers are stressing us out three weeks to get that. Right. Three weeks. So, so two weeks I, from now, you'll, you'll break it right. in. When I go into this trip to Washington, I'll be able to break it in right. and I'm also really close to going for I, I made it to gold on Delta and I'm really close to platinum. And that's by based on what mileage or trips? Yeah, miles, money spent on credit cards, stuff Always. like that. Now what do you get if you're gold? Uh well well gold you can then take like three bags for free on Delta, which okay. if you don't have a status with them, you have to pay for any bags that you have, Oof. even one. But for me I could take three, they could weigh up to seventy pounds um they they give you more upgrades like i was flying first class right this, uh last trip and, and then that i don't normally like drink out on the road but when they give me first class i'm like i'll take another one please and another one please and another one please i'll just like i'll, I'll drink however many drinks they'll hand me in that time because they're free i don't know that's the old ghetto me you know what i mean like, <laughs> I dude no matter how much you raise your status in life you never lose that though <laughs> i know Dude, I, I I mean, think about it this way. Like for me personally, you know, I, I've I've made a lot more money than I used to make. You know, I don't make a ton. I'm not wealthy by any means, but I'm not at a position where a hundred bucks is going to break me either way. Yes. You know, and but still, still today, if I have to buy something and it's like. A hundred and twenty nine dollars, say. <laughs> yeah, I'm still like, man, one hundred twenty nine fucking dollars. Yeah, and I and I have to really process in my head if I'm gonna spend it. And it doesn't matter what the bank account says. The bank account can say, well, you got forty five thousand dollars in the bank or whatever. Right. And I'll still sit there and I'll be like, hundred twenty nine dollars, huh? Yeah. You know, let me see if I can find it cheaper somewhere. <laughs> I have like a person inside of myself that yells yeah. at me for that, though. He goes, you know, because I, I did it just the other night. I was like high as hell after the show. And I was like online shopping. Right. You know, and I had like uh, put in my cart like, you know, three things. And it was a good deal. Like I definitely was saving. Like when it tells you what your savings are, I was saving $103 off the right. regular this would have normally costed like a two over two hundred dollar order i was about to get for with the tax and everything 111 bucks and i was going to get 11 percent back cash back on my card or not cash sure. back but whatever you know points back uh on there and i just yelled at myself i was like buy it you schmuck you only got like 10 more years to live anyway you know like <laughs> right you know <laughs> what are you doing you know you have that you totally have that money shut up just buy it buy buy the, the pants and the backpack and the jacket you got yeah exactly dude i it, it's easy to say it but some going back to your point we can't get rid of where we started we can't take it out of us mm. i mean i'm still i am still that guy you know could i afford a new car or to lease a car or whatever you know and have you know whatever sure 
But you know what? I'm still driving my 2013 Altima. Know why? Because it runs. <laughs> right. You I know, and I usually drive stuff till the wheels fall off. Yeah. But, but I mean, you could, you could go and get another vehicle. You know, you said yourself got 800 credit score and whatnot. It's not like you're going to, it's not like the old days where you'd walk into the car dealer and you're buying your car from XYZ financing for 38% or whatever. It's pretty high though. Right now I'm seeing like seven over 7% where like my loan, which I have about a year left on is less than 2%. And yeah, at this wow. point, I got to make this car last because it's probably going to be another couple of years before there's going to be a good deal uh, on the interest rates will drop back down. I don't know what your speculation is on it. Well, I don't think it's I don't think it's going to drop back down because the. All right, here we go. Bye, YouTube. Nice, nice <laughs> being back. But um, um, you know, from everything I'm seeing by that Klaus Schwab and all their they're out there actively promoting that people won't even own cars in eight years right. yeah that'll you know? be too expensive like you only the people that will pay like a 40 percent interest rate will yeah. actually own their car and they do they are always trying to make that lease price more attractive you know well mm-hmm. i can afford 300 a month but you don't own that fucking car and you have yeah. to hand it back and it's easy to go over on the miles i mean mm-hmm. i I did when I did my first uh, lease. I think it was like around like 2015. Sure. And I started doing ride share and holy shit, man. That the, the <laughs> I was always supposed to do like 15,000 miles a year. I think I put like 30,000 miles like the first year on right? the car doing that type of job. Uh, and I had to like start being more mindful of it. And now mm-hmm. it's kind of worked out. I've owned the car for like five years. I think it's like a hundred and. 15,000 miles. I'm going to have to make sure that thing gets another 80,000 miles Dude, out of it. I don't want to buy another car right now. This is going to make your head hurt. Okay. So you've had your car for five years and you have 115,000 miles? Yeah. I've had my car since 2013 <laughs> and I do not have 115,000 miles. I think yeah. I'm at 108. Wow, yeah. And And truth be told, most of it was in a two-year period. Because there was those two years where I was living both in Pittsburgh when I was building Pinball PA. Right. So I was going to Pittsburgh three days a week and then coming back to Ohio for four days a week or however that worked out. Anyway, I was driving back and forth, you know, two cities. And some weeks I had to drive home, you know, drive home from Pinball PA to do something that night in Ohio and then drive back the next day to be back in Pennsylvania to do stuff. So. Mm-hmm. In those two years, I put about 80,000 of the 108 that I have on this oh, car. Yeah. So the other eight years, I've put like 20,000 miles. That's what car. I'm hoping for because that's how it was. I had a Ford Ranger forever. I had like a, what was it, like a 2000 Ford right. Ranger that I had for like 15 years. And that thing ended up having like. 250,000 miles on it sure. before I limped it into the dealership and the guy gave me like 700 bucks towards my like you know trade in sure um but uh yeah um I don't I don't want to buy a new car Susan you know did that like she got the new car feel uh itch mm-hmm. you know her car would have been paid off but she went and got this other one and now that's you know 20 another 20 grand you know she still owes. Sure. I don't want to put myself in that position mm-hmm. But you see how fast you could put miles on a car. Oh, you know, yeah. Just a life change. Like you think, oh, I won't put miles on. 
it'll creep up fast. Now with me, I'm hoping that we're touring enough to where I'm not having to do too many sure. side jobs with the car and that thing doesn't get a thousand miles on it in the next two mm-hmm. years. Even. Yeah. I mean, dude, I love, I love the fact that everybody always looks at me and they just can't believe when I tell them I drive like 3000, 4,000 miles a year, but you know, and, and I've, this car that I have now, I've been so lucky with unlock has turned into luck. Like I'll give you a perfect example. So the hood of my car, the latch broke at one point. I told this story on the CMS, but the latch that holds the hood down broke. And while I was driving down the highway, it flipped up, it flipped up and it, it broke. You know how it, it kind of will only go like 45 degree angle. You know, we when saw you push Chris it Farley do this, we saw Chris. Yeah. Yeah. Farley just like the Chris Farley where it just go, it went all the way back. Well, <laughs> unlike the Chris Farley movie, what it did was it broke all the shit, you know, like it, it broke the, the, the supports clean off and it ripped holes in both sides of the fenders, the, the quarter panels rather, you know, cause the, the, the hole where it screws into the side of the car just ripped out and it ripped everything out with it. And it came back and it hit the top of the window and it cracked the windshield and it dented the hood. Yeah. Well, thank God for the insurance. The insurance damn near gave me a new car. Right. They rebuilt the entire front end of my car. They built they rebuilt the the two quarter panels, the hood, the the mounts, the interior mounts, the roof, and the windshield. And that was at like about 90,000 miles. So they okay. gave me a whole front end of my car. So that car is going to last me forever. I still need to do that. We've talked about this on the show, but I have to fix my back end of my car. Am I, yeah. am I, am I messing up on you? No, no, no. I'm, oh, I was looking at you. Give me that look like I'm freezing up on you. No, 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 no. I was, I'm, I'm looking um, at an email and Simon not coming. So, <laughs> oh, okay. Oh well. Yeah, that's fine. I know Simon. I, I like you know he's a, he's a he's a, a good dude. But uh, yeah, that that whole the whole autograph thing is weird. If I'm yeah. not mistaken, it looks like they are playing with us though at some point. I, unless Stephen posted a. Uh, a picture of an old billboard but it looked like yeah. they're still playing a show under autograph yeah I, and i wanted to ask him that exact question was what you know because i saw the probably the same things you saw that um steve lynch had said no right. can't use the name but they're doing it anyway and i wanted to ask the question about well, what is that mm-hmm. but and whatever randy maybe Rand, randy rand's uh lady is very upset over the whole thing and she's very vocal yeah, do you internet. know her? I do know. I, I've met her before. I don't know her okay. that well, but I mean, she was nice when I met her, and he was still alive at that time. Sure, uh, we were playing a, a show together, and then she's on my social media, so I of course see the the, the stuff. And they have they've made their own inner uh, social media groups reflecting the the real autograph, right. the OG autograph versus the other fan groups that are on there. Mm-hmm. So I do see the mudslinging and stuff that goes on. I my only. Th- thing i have to say is like why why does why isn't there a deal worked out where a percentage goes to to whoever because if that's the end of autograph forever what is that good is that a good thing that the band never ever plays again because i don't think steve lynch is going to play again here here's my question to it is there enough money 
in the name autograph to make like example the same sort of example quiet riot mm-hmm. there's nobody left it's all all replacement guys for lack of a better term and, and they'd play right. great i'm not trying to say in any way shape or form that there's anything wrong with what they're doing and that they're not doing the music justice or any of that. All I'm saying is quiet riot had enough success to where I think it's viable. Yeah. It's viable to keep the name going. I don't know if I asked 10 people to name me three autograph songs. I don't know that two of the 10 would be able to do it. Right, I, I think I can only do two. One, not I don't even. Well, with, turn I up know. the radio. Blondes in black cars. Blondes in black cars, oh, burning yeah. up the Probably. boulevard. Yeah, not a good song. And then, yeah. what was their other hits? I mean, they, well, they really the didn't have any. Turn Up the Radio is such a huge hit, massive, and probably one of the coolest '80s songs ever recorded. And it sounded amazing when it, it came did. out. I mean, it sure everything did. about it is so cool that they will forever be entitled to being at least an opening act somewhere on the bill or something. Just just because the the radio ad yeah. put that song in it, you'd be like, right. yeah, and I let's get go. And I get that, but how much? And, and you don't have to answer this. And I do not want you to answer this. I'm going to state this part here. Do not answer this question. How much do, do can they really make off of that one song being an opening band on every three band bill with Steven and Vixen? Right. Not enough to fight over is my guess. Yeah. That's my yeah. guess. I don't know the answer to that either, you but I told I'm, me not to answer it, so I have to Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm telling you not to cuz I don't want you to get in I trouble. I just think for... about budgets, man. When you when you say these things, I just consider budgets like you you'd have to have a couple shows close together that yeah. you didn't have to fly to both of them, you know, that you could, mm-hmm. you know, try like at least two or three shows to make it work. Yeah. Tickets are ridiculous. Well, and, 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 you know, boarding and staying somewhere and, yeah. you know, all that, all that stuff. When you add all that up, you better have had four or five songs that people know. <laughs> There's also, you know, obviously they'd probably not only be rooming up, but maybe only all they all camping out in one room. <laughs> yeah, that's know. what I'm saying is it 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 just doesn't seem like it would be worth the fight. You know what I you know it's a funny little side bit here. Sure. Over, over the weekend I was um I was reading articles and somebody posted an article from a uh, a porn star guy okay like like hey tell us what it's like if for people that want to go into the business yeah and i realized there's a lot of parallels you know with the music business and um you know what these guys get paid which i really what didn't know i've heard like sure. rumors of what they get paid but the, this guy kind of broke it down and, and i was uh really kind of astonished like how little they get you know what i mean like per performance or sex sure. scene that they do like you know starting at the at the bottom like a, you're an unknown guy and you're getting a, a blow job okay yeah. that's like fifty dollars okay <laughs> let's say you're like uh, a newer guy no one really knows knows who you are you're doing a sex scene it's like uh, you get like a hundred dollars right like maybe two hundred dollars if you, you're kind of up and coming and even getting into this business is really hard like the guy was saying like your best bet 
would be is if you were dating a porn star or something and she does mm. movies with her partner with boyfriend be, or whatever yeah, yeah. Your, yeah your best way otherwise they they get emails from all kinds of people that probably don't look anything like they say they do asking about getting into the business that they ignore they ignore sure. all that and they just use the same little group of people usually mm-hmm. and i think you know, the music business is a lot that way too you know i'll, I'll start going into some of the parallels uh, sure. to this of why it went went this way first of all the money right which let me finish going up the ladder on yeah the go money ahead we, we stopped at like 200 now I don't really memorize the guys in the business or the girls really for that matter. I recognize them and stuff. Sure. Uh, But anyways, you get to be a known guy. Then you're looking at about $500. You're like capping out at $500 to do a hetero sexual uh, adult movie thing. Mm -hmm. Now to get the big money, you got to do some gay shit. Yeah. Okay. Now you get into the gay uh, movie scenes. Now, where that caps out is about a thousand dollars, and I, who knows what kind of disgusting shit those guys do, right? You know what I mean, or have done to them, or or whatever. And I was thinking, wow, you know, okay, so there's some parallels with like the money, like if if you're just getting into it and you're just an opening act on some bill, you know, here's your fifty bucks. It's like getting sucked off. Here you, here's your <laughs> right? fifty bucks. And then you got the, oh, this guy, yeah, he's been around for a minute. You know, he's played with this guy too. And uh, okay, here's your $100. You know, the show, which, you know, again, the audience might be like shocked to know how little Mm -hmm. people do do this stuff in the name of fame or fortune or whatever their motivations are. Um, But the money, I think it's kind of similar. And then, you know, you get that $200 range, and that's, you know, probably pretty average for, uh, Maybe a newer band breaking out, you know, yeah. what have you. Yeah, yeah. Now, guys that you'd be surprised are, are you know, I don't want to start naming my colleagues, you know, but I mean, you guys know the bands that the Stephen Piercy band plays with. I mean, sure. I would be, you know, really surprised if any of the famous 80s ones we play with are pulling in more than 500 bucks. I mean, any of the opening acts, you know what I mean? Right, or like sure. a known guy or something like that. And that's like as much as you would get being a known porn star guy, mm-hmm. too. And so this is when I had the, the, you know, revelation or whatever epiphany that, you know, wow, um, I get paid as much as a gay porn star (laughs) (laughs) and I should be grateful because I don't have to do anything. I don't have to, my ass is like, I have a virgin butthole, uh, (laughs) you know, and, uh, that's, I, and I felt uh, like immediately after reading this article felt grateful immediately. Like, wow. Like I sometimes don't really realize how good I have it, you know? Sure. Mm-hmm. I don't do any gay. The gayest thing I have to do is put on tight pants and some makeup. You know, yeah. go out there. That's about it, <laughs> right? Um, well, and and dude, it, it's really you know, as somebody that watches a shit ton of porn, mm-hmm. I can tell you for a fact it's the same way for the ladies. Now the women are making more money than the guys. Let's be honest, right. they they are, but they ain't making any money either, because like if you. And and anybody that watches a lot of porn will understand this. You may or may not. But when you find somebody that's good, has good skills, you like the way she looks, you like the way she sucks cock, whatever it is, when you find that name, then you go and you search that name to watch all of her videos. So, And what you end up finding out is some really, really attractive women are doing hundreds of videos which tells me they ain't making bank 
Right. You got to do like 150 scenes a year to, to make what would be considered a decent income or hit, yeah. a, hit any kind of 600 grand or something. Yeah. You know, you'd have to really. 600 grand. Scene. I think a lot of them are doing 100 videos a, a year to make 60 grand. No, no, that's what I was saying. I didn't say 600. Yeah. I said 100 being oh. like the top number. They, they yeah. make their money in other ways. I mean, obviously, now they have OnlyFans, which in a way is is probably a good deal for them to directly get that. Yeah, no, but the problem with the money. OnlyFans or the Fan Time, that's another one that's out there, Fan Time, mm-hmm. is a lot of celebrities are starting to use that now, which is going to sure. It's going to really degrade the value of regular women. Mm-hmm. You know, if you can go see Mandy Rose, who's like the hottest ever from the WWE. Right. Or you can see the girl from the checkout line at the fucking grocery store. Which one are you going to shell money out for? I, I I can't even imagine because now that I'm in a relationship, I don't even think about those things. Man. Yeah, sure. <laughs> well, I do, and I can tell you, unless they outprice themselves, I'll always go to the celebrity first. There's a reason that celebrity porn is a billion dollar business, right? Because even if the girls aren't hot, you'll still watch it. And, and pervy guys will still watch celebrity porn, no matter who it is. I watched Octomom's porn for God's sakes. Oh man, that's what about is, as bad. That's as bad what is, as it gets. What her vagina look like after Oof, fucking eight Jesus kids. Christ, looks like um, I don't know the octagon. It looks like <laughs> it honestly looks like a like a meat cave. <laughs> just <laughs> it's just fucking brutal. <laughs> it's just brutal it would that was a really tough watch well and, and like it's the weirdest thing i and, and again we're going into a weird weird place but i could watch a hundred videos in a row of some chick that i think is absolutely stunning my favorite porn actress that's out there is a chick named casey parker if anybody wants to look her up she is chris aiken damn near perfect she's probably five two super sexy unbelievable skills she's fantastic she's know how to get stuck in the oven or the washing machine (laughs) she dude she might she might because she's she's just as far as like a chick that i would absolutely go and approach like in a bar or something she's that and then combine it with the unbelievable porn skills that she has she's my top end Top end. Another, that like, wouldn't that be like kind of like um, intimidating for a lot of guys? Because oh, you know, yeah. you're you're going up to this girl. She's had the best looking mm-hmm. dudes, the biggest dongs. Oh, There's yeah. nothing sexual that you're gonna do to impress no. this broad. You know what I mean? It's kind of you're going in with like a, a pretty bad hand. Yeah, it, it it wouldn't it wouldn't go well for me at all. You know, fat guy, average dick. I'd be like, oh jeez. Yeah. You know, I'd be like, oh boy, she she's. The only reason she's doing me is because somebody better, you know, and that's, and I I get that, but here's my point as hot as she is. If you put up, I could watch a brand new video from her or the, um, Amy Fisher porno. Ah. I will click on the Amy Fisher porno every time first, every single time. 
because she had some sort of notoriety and in my weird head that matters right and i think there's a lot of people like that yeah in some in some sense um maybe for a for a famous uh actress like mainstream actress that there'd be an interest there personally though for some guy some guy has a video like i don't look at oh no no i'm happy i could i I was easily able to do the david elfson interview last week and look the guy in the face and know that i have no idea what you did because honestly i know i'm not fucking gay i didn't watch your fucking video it's same with Tommy Lee. I don't even lo- really look at. Uh, I couldn't tell you much about his shit either. Man, I could tell oh, you all about Tommy. I could tell you all about Tommy because I was a Pam aholic. Right, but that was like a coincidence. It wasn't, you know, that they happened yeah. to be in it together. And you but there was a lot of cock in that video. <laughs> I will t- I remember. I don't remember seeing much other than you know a shaky video on a yacht. It was like kind uh, of disappointing. Whatever I saw, there was a lot of cock in that video too much cock in that video but still it showed that pam is amazing and right (laughs) that's good (laughs) now that was always an interesting story too because she forfeited a lot of money from that video yeah watching the movies do you remember Mm -hmm. the story with it yeah she she didn't want the money she wanted she wanted it off the market yeah it said a lot about her you know after that whole experience like that she has she does have integrity i mean Mm -hmm. i think people wrote her off as a beach blonde bimbo or whatever yeah. but it was kind of sad and, you know especially her from her upbringing she she definitely started out as a wholesome uh yeah kind of country girl i guess but uh mm-hmm. it's unfortunate it is well dude believe it or not we're out of time we gotta go <laughs> if you can believe that it seems like it went super super fast but um want to thank marty friedman for stopping by want to thank um Jeff Burton for stopping by. Uh, where, pray tell, can people see you coming up? Just to remind people. They can see me at the Legends Casino. And that is in Topanish, Washington. And then, uh, let's see, we're going to be in uh, St. Louis, Missouri. Two shows the next week after that. But I'll talk to you before then. Yeah. Absolutely. So Washington City, Washington State. Uh, the, the state, Washington state, like way Northwest. Mm-hmm. Okay. Very good. Well, and you can always see me on all my other haunts, Seth Williams show, classic metal show, porn hub. I don't know. <laughs> you can see me in your nightmares. <laughs> all right. So let's get the fuck out of here for Chris Aiken presents. I am Chris Aiken. And I am Count Cracula. <laughs> and we will see you guys next week. See ya. Hey everybody, it's Chris Aiken from all the shows and wanted to share with you one of my other passions other than music. That of course being coffee. Anybody that's listened to me knows that I love coffee. And I have found another great brand, ladies and gentlemen, that you guys need to check out. Simply named, no gimmicks to it at all. It's just coffee brand coffee. It's fantastic coffee and I am not kidding you. 
They have everything that you would possibly want. Their coffee is excellent. I like the Roaster's Choice, but they have the pumpkin spice and all that other stuff, all the flavored stuff that you might like. Uh, they've got K-Cups for you. They've got cold brews. They offer tea. They've got cocoa. They literally have everything that you would want. So if you're looking for a great coffee, if you don't want to just settle for the crap that they sell you at the grocery store, this is another fine alternative. Coffee brand coffee. Just go to www.bit.ly slash CMS coffee. One more time, bit.ly slash CMS coffee and use the coupon code CMSPN to save a little bit of money and you can get some of the best coffee that is available today. So one more time, it is coffee brand coffee. We love it here at the Classic Metal Show and you will too. So get some today, folks. Coffee brand coffee. 